Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Amma Batari, she's with us here again. She is with the Washington Post, and any long-term listener of the show knows I have a series that I do. I do just about every week, like clockwork, with Washington Post journalists, and it's really one, one of my favorite of the many series we have here on this program. And the reason why, the Washington Post is one of the very few news, newspapers of record left in this country. Almost everything is niche-oriented. Even popular public publications are niche-oriented. And uh, they have, ch have chosen, and they made this decision long, long ago, to be exhaustive in terms of what they cover, uh, all-encompassing in what they cover, and to have the kind of depth that is very hard to find. And I personally am a huge fan of it. Um, I, uh, I subscribe to it, the New York Times, and the Wall Street Journal, because I believe those are really the, the only <laughs> newspapers of records, each providing slightly different approaches, all of them very important. And so always love having them on. Really enjoy this guest. She's been on now several times. In fact, I was joking with her, but it's not a joke. You've been on more than any post journalist. We love having you on. Tell us real quickly about your beat, what, what you cover again. Remind, remind listeners not familiar with you. Thanks, Kevin. It's great to be on again. Um, so I cover economics as a whole across the country, and right now that means a lot of inflation, a lot of labor issues. You know, I keep a close watch on all of the indicators that are swirling out there that tell us about the job market and economic growth and try to get a sense of what in the world is happening. Are we headed into a recession? Are we not? And so um, I've been busy these days. Yeah, and your most recent article, uh, which I absolutely love, what I think is so timely, is uh, retailer stockpiles mean deep holiday discounts starting now. I kind of hope my wife doesn't see this because that just means she should spend more. But anyway, she's a spender. I know, oh, my God, do we, do we really want to buy that? But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's couples that are different, right? I got a buddy who likes to buy everything, and his wife is like, what are you buying that for? So anyway, uh, but this is a really timely topic. And you look at it, and it, it, it almost does sound like the title. It's not when you read it. There's much more to it. Uh, you know, like a consumer story. Come by. Buy now. But when you look at it, it really is an interesting story about the problems supply chain has caused since 2020. I mean, it's really a window into that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think back to a year ago or even two years ago in the depths of the pandemic, there were shortages everywhere. You know, the holiday season was one big question mark because retailers just weren't sure what was going to get here on time, how much things would cost, you know, whether their products would be stuck on the ocean for months. And so they they overcompensated. They tried to order more items earlier. Um, and then what's happened is that all of these items arrived this year just as everybody said, wait a minute, I don't need to buy as much anymore. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of buying managers and stores going, we did not ask for 600 of these. No, but on this date you asked for 100, and on that date you asked for 150, and now we finally can bring you all of them. And it added up to 600. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, literally like that's what's going on. I went to a, a grocery store uh, recently, and I uh, had to do a double take because bananas were 40 cents a pound. And I'm like, what was the last time that happened? And by the way, none of them were green, and they were all over the place. <laughs> so, again, it's, it's supply chain in action. 
Absolutely. It's like last month's late, I mean, last year's late orders coming in, this year's early orders coming in, and everything just kind of piling up on top of each other. And the other really important part of this equation is that consumers just, you know, early in the pandemic, they bought up everything. They were really interested in, like, sprucing up their homes, sort of investing in more goods because they couldn't travel, they couldn't go to the movies, they couldn't go out to eat. And so, um, retailers kind of expected that to continue, and that is no longer the case. People are saying, you know, I bought a Peloton. I don't need another one, and they're cutting back. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, is there particular products that you saw that rise to the top, you know, topped in the buy me, buy me <laughs> category? <laughs> uh, well, what are you seeing that, that this is overflowing and, and therefore getting the biggest discounts? Well, I mean, if you just browse the sales that are happening this week, I think you'll get a good sense of exactly what there's too much of. It's a lot of clothing, a lot of shoes. Nike has huge discounts this week. Um, it's a lot of computers. You know, that was another thing that was, like, in very high demand early in the pandemic because everyone was switching to working from home or, you know, school from home. Everybody was buying laptops. And now that's really fallen off a cliff. So there's too many PCs floating around. <laughs> Go figure. Um, but it's really, like, a lot, of, a lot of the clothing, a lot of the home goods, a lot of beauty products, just things that retailers thought we would still be buying at this point. Yeah, that's really interesting about the PCs. Um, I'm curious, we've heard so much, and we've seen legislation regarding uh, chips, the, the need for uh, producing chips in at least friendly countries to the United States, preferably in the United States. That, as you know, has been a big driver now for several months. Maybe, maybe even longer, the debate is raised on. So uh, are we beginning to see some uh, restoration of that, kind of an equilibrium on that as we're no longer as dependent on China? Because uh, I hear you talk about this on, on computers. Are all those computers full of Chinese chips? You know, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure. Some of my colleagues look into this a bit more than I do, but it is worth pointing out that cars are sort of the anomaly. There is still a shortage of cars, um, and a lot of that has to do with chips. And so I think, you know, it's still an ongoing issue. Maybe not as bad as it was early in the pandemic, but it is still very much a problem. Yeah, and for consumers, you know, I, I'm curious because, you know, every supplier has different relationships with their retailers, um, you know, and, and not all, you know, sometimes there's here's a fixed price. You've got to make that amount of money or you're going to lose money. That's often the case. Um, sometimes this is a little more generous. You've got to make at least this amount, but we have a percentage threshold that we can work with, that type of thing. But this, this to me looks like a huge potential cash loss for a lot of these companies that are already struggling. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is a big challenge right now. And retailers are being faced with this sort of dilemma. Do they, do they sort of put all of these items out now, try to discount them, get rid of them as quickly as possible, and you know, get some cash back in their accounts? Or do they hold on to it, which some companies are doing? Like the Gap is just holding on to T-shirts and shorts and saying, you know what, we'll put them out next year. But that also means sitting on just tons of inventory, a ton of cash, and not knowing, you know, if people are going to even show up next year to buy that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that uh, stores costs. I mean, that's not cheap. Even when they own the facilities, uh, there's often costs involved. Everything from, you know, uh, this is a place because it's done at the stuff, done at the expense of other stuff they would normally uh, store or because of people who are required to move all this stuff around in a way they normally wouldn't have had to in the past. So there's all kinds of hidden costs when you have this kind of situation. 
Uh, but from what I'm seeing, you know, I, I don't go into stores very often, uh, but the three times I have, I have seen sales like I haven't seen really since uh, 2019. Yeah, absolutely. The discounts are very deep this year, and they're starting earlier than ever. I mean, just the number of retailers that are, you know, kicking off their holiday sales, and we're in early October is just kind of wild. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the takeaways? What, what were some of the things you found most interesting about your, uh, you know, coverage here? You know, I think what's interesting is there's just been such wild swings in the supply chain um, and just, I mean, in the broader economy and consumers' buying habits in the last two and a half years. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest challenges that retailers have to figure out going forward is what is the new normal? I mean, are people going to pull back? Are they going to keep spending? Like, what, what, are, what should they plan for next season? And so um, that's going to be really interesting to keep an eye on. And everyone's always interested about the take of uh, the gorilla in the room, which to all retailers is Amazon. Talk about Amazon as it, as it deals with this. Well, yeah, that's, that's actually a great point because a lot of these early holiday sales kicked off after Amazon announced that it was going to host a second Amazon Prime Day sale this week. That's less than three months after its last one. So it's a very unprecedented move. But the, the sense among analysts and people who watch the company closely is that Amazon just had this pileup of inventory that they had to get rid of before the holiday season started. And so what better way to get people excited about buying than to advertise, you know, sort of an around the clock sale um, and try to get people to clear out the warehouses as much as possible. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff you're trying to get rid of right now are like beach umbrellas. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of summer stuff, a lot of like bug spray, swimsuit, and then also last winter's coats and things like that that people, the retailers want to get rid of before they bring in this year's coats. And so it's a pile yes, up of because, all sorts of personal stuff. Because the fashion has changed so much in the year. At least that's what I'm told. <laughs> I, I don't get it. So, uh, okay, we're going to have to start wrapping, wrap, uh, wrapping it up. Final thoughts as we wrap it up. And I do want to mention WashingtonPost.com. One of my favorite subscriptions. I love the series that I do. Uh, but final thoughts from you, Abba. Well, I mean, I think for consumers that are looking for deals, it's a it's perhaps a good time to buy. I mean, I know consumers are also pulling back. There's a lot of concern about where the economy is headed. And so, you know, if there is something that you absolutely need, then maybe it's a good time to buy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great article. Uh, you know what I like about it is that it's not only informative and useful, but kind of entertaining as well. You've got a great writing style. I, I, you know, you made a topic that, frankly, could be really boring if you chose to be, and you did a great job with it. And that's one of the things I find pretty ubiquitous, in fact, in Washington Post writing, which is one of the reasons why I read it. Abba uh, Batarari, I always enjoy having you on. I always enjoy the challenge of saying your last name. I'm getting better, though, every time. That's why we've got to keep getting you back on. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. I'm always happy to come on. I'm Kevin Price. We're going to have more for you after this.